Good morning. Welcome this Tuesday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Thank you for joining us. We're going to pick up right where we left off yesterday in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 6, verse 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Now, the reason I start off with that is, remember, we have been talking about the patterns that were set by God in the building of the tabernacle, how he gave Moses the pattern of exactly everything had to be done to the detail. Then he gave David the pattern for the temple that Solomon was going to build. And then, of course, he told uh, uh, Zephaniah, uh, Zechariah the prophet, and Joshua the, the not Zephaniah, uh, Zerubbabel. Uh, the rebuilding of the of the of the temple Solomon's temple that had been destroyed, and then of course we have now we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, but it's a living temple. It's a living body. It's a living organism, very different than something that is not alive, like building uh, material and stone and. And things like that. But we are a living organism. And the scripture says that Paul wrote, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Now that's very important. Your body is not your own. It It has been purchased. It has been redeemed. There was a price that was paid for your physical body. Therefore, taking care of that physical body is just as important as taking care of the finances and being a steward of what God has given us. Uh, It is all His. Nothing is ours. Everything belongs to Him. Even the very breath and spirit uh, that keeps His very body alive. It says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, continuing with the same theme of we are built up as a house, a holy house, as a temple for the indwelling corporately of the Lord, of God, through His Holy Spirit. But individually, we are also the habitation for the Holy Spirit while we're alive here on this planet for Him to guide us, direct us, lead us, to have the relationship and the fellowship uh, with Him, have the fellowship uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father through all that He has provided through His Word and that He has provided through the means of worship and praise and intercession, all of these things. So it says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, For as the body is one, it makes a very definite uh Emphasis over and over on the word one. In fact, even in the book of Ephesians, when Paul talks about the body and it being uh, prepared through the different ministries, it is for the purpose of it becoming one man. Not many men, but one man. All of it is corporate. That means the entire body of Christ worldwide throughout all the different 
ages, whether it was the Middle Ages or whether it was uh, the Renaissance period, whatever it's called, the Industrial Age, the Nuclear Age, the Technology, whatever you want to call it, the body of Christ and all its members are one body. It's not divided. It's not separated. It is one body. And many people, as Christians, fail to understand this. They think that it's one church, one church building, one church organization. That is incorrect. It is one body, but it has many members. And all the members of that one body, notice it keeps emphasizing one body, and all the members of that one body being many, we are many, are one body. Once again, in one verse alone, we find the word one. Jesus and the Heavenly Father were one. Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, that those that would believe on the word of the apostles or the disciples, not only that they would be one themselves, but those that heard the message from then onward, that they would also be one. See, one talks about a unity. It's not just a number, one alone, but it is a unity that is there. A unity that is identified our God is one God, even though we believe He's the Heavenly Father, and there's the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. But yet it's one God. While in the same manner, it is one body, even though it has many, many, many members. So it says, being being many are one body, so also is Christ. Christ has In the body, the church, he's the head. We are the body here on earth. He is the authority, the ruling government of heaven for his body, the church. And basically, that is from where we get our instructions and our orders. The Holy Spirit passes and carries out those orders to the individuals as individuals But corporately, he is working to get the body to function as one. Corporately, the Holy Spirit around the world is trying to get the body of Christ, the church, not the churches, the church, to work and function as one body. Because that's what the scripture says. As we read in verse 12, so also is Christ. Once again, it says, for, for as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. It's one body. For by one spirit, once again, we are all baptized into one body. Notice the emphasis It's not a multitude of temples. It's not a multitude of churches. Those are just the building structures. God is interested in the man, the woman, the child, the youth, the teenager. 
and the relationship that they build up with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He's not as concerned about the physical dwelling place where we gather together. Granted, it's nice when there's air conditioning. It's nice when we can be protected from the elements. But when these things are not in existence, like in the early church, they didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have lighted uh, buildings with the latest technology. Clap your hands or turn it on with your phone or turn it off. They simply understood that the body was the church. The building itself, the structure was just the place, the gathering place where they all united at that one place. That's why when John wrote in the book of Revelation, the letters were sent to the seven churches in that region. Not to 10, not to 15, not to 2, not to 3, but seven churches. These were the churches, and this represented the entire body of Christ at that time. Represented it in the sense that it was from each and every one of these churches, individually, that all that was going to flow was going to flow throughout the different time periods, the different ages, even up until the time that we live now, giving the warnings, the admonitions, he that has an ear, the rewards, and what he would do if they did not uh, follow these instructions. But it was one body from the very beginning to even today. It's still one body. Even though many of these members have already died, they've gone to be with the Lord it's been maybe 2,000 years for some of them that they've already been in the grave. But yet, they're still part of that functioning body. They're just not in their physical bodies here at this present moment on the planet. But they are in the presence of the Lord. Nonetheless, they made up that body which at that period in time needed to accomplish its task and its work. Just like in the early periods of the revivals that took place here in America, those things were needed at that time. Something needed to be accomplished. But a movement is only a movement. It's the organism, the living organism that must continue to survive. You cannot live off of the methods of the past. Methods continue to change. God continues to simply use man, and man must not make a shrine of the past works, because what would have worked, or what worked 50 years ago, or 100 years ago, or 200 years ago, does not necessarily work today. That changes, but we have to understand that we are one body inhabited by one spirit, the spirit of the living God. It says in verse number 13 of 1 Corinthians 12, For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. Verse 14, for the body is not one member, but 
many members. And sometimes people take that to mean, well, you know, it, it's the church and it's not just one member. But we're, No, 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 no. It's not talking about your individual place of worship. It's talking about the body of Christ corporately, worldwide. We are, even though I may not know, and you may not know your brethren across the seas, across the oceans, across the different lands, they nonetheless have been redeemed by the same blood. They serve the same master. They are nourished by the same word and same Holy Spirit as you and I are. Therefore, we must understand that in the Spirit, we can have the perfect fellowship. Because as we have fellowship with God the Father and with Jesus the Son, the Scripture says we have fellowship one with another. We're partaking one of another because we are doing and we are being led by the Spirit of God to do that which is the perfect will of God for the body of Christ. Now, of course, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is part of that body. Not everyone that has the talk necessarily does the walk. We have to understand that it requires us to follow Christ 100% wholeheartedly. It does not mean that He is the Christ of our lives on Sunday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever days you go to church. He is the Christ, the Anointed One of your and my life 24-7 and then 30 days out of the month of course if it has 31 then 365 days out of the year to leave him out of that is not acceptable it says in verse 14 in verse 15 if the foot was to say or shall say because I am not the hand I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Consider this. And think about it. Where do you fit in that body? Have you found your place and your position? Have you found the calling where God has Planted you. Because those that are planted by the Lord shall flourish. Many do not flourish. Because they've not been planted. They're literally in a pot that gets moved around from place to place. And they have to be planted so that they know their exact place and calling and purpose. And timing. For what God has for their individual lives. We're going to stop here. We're going to pick up tomorrow. Continuing with the same thought. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Consider it food for thought and for the imagination. May God grant you the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding by His Holy Spirit. Amen.